You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. The selfie as we know it is dead. By Margaret Anderson. The duck face, the fish gape, the smize. These are just a few of the time-honored poses that celebrities, influencers, and the Instagram happy masses have relied upon to create perfect selfies. But a lot has changed since the early aughts. When people first started training their smartphone lenses on themselves. Today, selfie takers can achieve poreless, doll-like symmetry through feature-enhancing apps like Facetune. Or they can hire on-demand photographers through LCPIC to capture their adventures for them so they can remain in the moment. But is a selfie still a selfie if someone else is taking it for you? Is intimacy lost when your look is digitally modified? Or is that just better living through technology? Somehow paying a photographer to art direct your life feels antithetical to the spontaneity that was once associated with hashtag I woke up like this or even the much maligned bathroom mirror pic. Could it be the selfie has come to an end? Kim Kardashian West seems to think so. Yes, the woman who once released a coffee table book of selfies has concluded that, in her professional opinion, the trend is basically over. Data from Google Trends has also shown a steady decline in the keyword since it was added to the dictionary in 2013. One further proof that the selfie is a thing of the past, the art form like so many relics of antiquity, the Museum of Selfies currently on view in Glendale, California, is an interactive exhibit documenting the rise of the selfie and perhaps its ultimate demise. But Tommy Honton, co-curator of the museum, thinks that despite Kardashian West's proclamation, the selfie is still alive and well. Selfies are just another form of self-portraiture, so saying the selfie is dead is like saying the era of photography is over, Honton says. And his exhibit is proof of that, inviting visitors to look beyond the assumption that the selfie is a symbol of narcissism and instead see it as a form of artistic expression. Cultural critic Negara Motahede takes it a step further, saying that even more than a bit of digital vanity, the selfie is a networked object that connects us with others beyond our physical environment through an online collective. She should know. 
Matadehe teaches a class on the subject at Duke University that focuses on the global history of portraiture since the 19th century, as well as our desire to document the ordinary. And in addition to making a record of the everyday, she notes the selfie has played an integral role in citizen journalism during events like the 2009 elections in Iran and the protests that gave rise to the Arab Spring. Matahede, who is also a member of the Selfie Research Network, explains that as corporate influence weakens social media's capacity to create networks of resistance or solidarity amongst people, its power as a useful tool for popular politics is diminished. For her, that means the power of the selfie is dwindling too. In the early days of the selfie, it appeared as if two forms of representation were being democratized, that of the portrait and that of the proxy. I don't find that it carries that possibility anymore, Matahede says. She hopes that Facebook's Cambridge Analytica scandal will bring attention to the forces behind our news feeds. We need to be very aware that each click, like, and comment we make is a signal to those in power, be it corporate or governmental, she explains. Matahede sees the younger generation embracing meme culture as the political intervention of the moment, recontextualizing politics through viral images and bringing them into the real world through the protest posters of marches and demonstrations. Conversely, those images are photographed by citizen journalists and then redistributed across social media platforms. This is where Haunton believes the selfie still has value, that it's still the most accessible way to capture the immediacy and intimacy of the individual's everyday experience. The goal of his temporary museum, which runs through May, is not only to include the selfie in the history of photography, but to subvert the idea that we're just living life through the interface of our phones. Selfies are powerful because they let us author our own stories, Hunton says. As for the future of digital self-portraiture, he believes the selfie will live on. For Hunton, even when we're living as virtual avatars of ourselves a la Ready Player One, we're probably still going to want to take a selfie of that experience as our virtual selves. The selfie may be over, but it will never truly die. Hope you enjoyed this spoken edition of Wired News. And if you'd like more, search for Wired Science and Wired Business. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.